0: Welcome to the Inside Carolina podcast, presented by Jersey Mike Subs of Chapel Hill. Get fifteen percent off your online order with the promo code Heels15. Go to JerseyMike's.com/order now.
1: Welcome to the Inside Carolina podcast. John Siegley here with Don Callahan talking to football recruiting. Don, I think the major news that Carolina fans are focusing on right now. Is the four-star quarterback Sam Howell officially visiting UNC over last weekend for the Western Carolina game? So let's start the discussion there, man. Because to be frank, I was very surprised to see that Howell was taking an official visit. I think if you know if, if news had broke that Sam was going to just go there for the game, you know, take a, another tour around campus, maybe uh, go with some of his teammates. You know that that's just kind of more of a run of the mill thing, but you know, tell me if I'm reading too much into it. But the fact that it was an official visit, that's got to be positive for UNC, right? Well, it really kind of um, supports what we've
0: been saying since the summer. And anyone who's been listening to this podcast knows that we've been kind of dealing with this uh, tug of war. With you know, our sources are telling us that there's definitely smoke here. That Sam is not as firm to Florida State as he says he is. And that um UNC has a great chance of um of, of of eventually flipping him, and then you know we went on location with him and and he downplayed everything um, and you know there's been a couple other interviews he's done where he's downplayed interest in other schools, he visited North Carolina for the virgin not for virginia Tech it was um the Pittsburgh game, was that? game. The jo- it was the Pittsburgh game: I thought it was yeah. the, the Pittsburgh game it was early yeah, it could have been. Yes, I think it it was a Pittsburgh game. And afterwards, kind of came out of it and was saying, oh, I'm just there to support my teammate, who he he does have a teammate. Gavin Blackwell is a 2021 wide receiver who has a handful of scholarship offers, including one from North Carolina, who is a legit recruit that UNC likes. And um, the, I guess, story around why he made that visit was the fact that, that he was... I guess, being the transportation for his, his teammate and also wanted to kind of be supportive of him um, going around campus and, and, um, and kind of taking care of him, taking him underneath his, his wing. Uh, but, you know, when you take an official visit to a school, it's really hard to try to, I guess, cover it up and make it sound like it's what it's not. I mean, when you take an official visit, you are clearly, you're clearly have an interest in that school. We um, at Inside Carolina made a post on the message board on Sunday morning, just uh I guess laying out all the information that we were able to gather. We talked to a lot of different sources, sources close to Sam House, sources close to UNC, um, sources who were who are around Sam throughout um his his day on Saturday for the visit and um put all the information in there. I don't want to go into too much detail about it just because um I don't want to give away premium content like that. But I definitely urge everyone if you haven't read it yet to make sure you get on there and and um Um, and read it because a lot of good information in there but the one thing i'll say that though just to kind of um i don't know if i did a great job of explaining it but um essentially you know he wants to take official visits to both unc and florida state and he was in a situation where both schools had home games on the final two weekends of the college football season, or basically the final two weekends of the college football season i know there'll be games played afterwards but um this week, this past weekend was going to be the easiest for travel purposes because he was playing in in Concord, which is not that far from his home in Monroe. Whereas this coming Friday, he, there was a very good chance, and this ended up ended up coming to fruition that he would be playing in Asheville, which is almost two and a half hours away from his home. So um, this coming weekend is not a great. Um, you know, it's going to be make it it's going to make travel difficult, whether unofficial, official, or whatever. I mean, he's probably not going to get home until you know one, two o'clock in the morning on Friday, and then have to somehow, if he were to go to Tallahassee, I'm assuming he would fly. He would have to, you know, I guess, you know, jump on a flight early Saturday morning after not getting much sleep. You know, that's that's the the predicament he's he's dealing with now. With all that information, he made sure he wanted to visit North Carolina this past weekend. And, um, obviously save the tougher trip for the tougher weekend, which Mm. to me, I feel like that says a lot without saying anything, you know, um, and from what I've been told is that even though this is, this coming weekend is the weekend that, that how plans to officially visit Florida state, the school he's been committed to since, was it April? I think it is. Um, there is a chance that because of the difficulty in, in travel, that he might not make the visit and there is a chance that he might be back in Chapel Hill for um for UNC's uh, season finale against NC State. And if that happens, I mean that's just another great sign. I think at this point, you know, for a while there that the the Howe family was trying to keep everything under wraps and, and trying to do this, you know, out of the the media spotlight as much as possible. Now that they've taken the official visit, I think they're kind of like Screw it. Let's just do what we gotta do. And if people want to be mad at us, and so be it. And um, you know, I think that you're gonna see some of that in the next couple of weeks. It's gonna be really interesting with um with everything that's going on because of uh you know, one, he's an early enrollee. So while if, if you're you know, he doesn't well, if he wasn't an early enrollee, he could wait until February to sign to kind of see how everything kind of falls in, into place, but the fact that he's an early enrollee means that he will look to sign in December, and then obviously enroll in whatever school he he signs with in January. You have the potential of what's going to happen with North Carolina's coaching staff, not just with Fedora. You know, I, I think if we're placing odds on 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 someone being um, let go, I I think you know offensive coaches are are up there, particularly Keith Heckendorf. And so that, that plays a factor in it because that would be Hal's uh, position coach. So there's a lot of variables here that we're kind of dealing with. We're dealing with a very small window for Hal. I think it's safe to assume that UNC and and Florida State are probably the only two he's looking at. There's probably other ones he's still he, that are still in contact. But I think with the small window he's dealing with, and he has also the Shrine Bowl that he's been selected to play in, his team, who... You know, obviously every Friday they win the extends their season another week. Um he's also been selected to play in the the um um All American Bowl, which is no longer the US Army All American Bowl because they're no longer title sponsors, but the all American Bowl. So he has a lot going on in the month of December and then he has to figure all this stuff out and take visits and all that and potentially have to reschedule if that's what he plans to do an official visit to Florida State. So a lot of going on. I'm just gonna ask you, John, you know, we posted the story on um, Saturday morning about, about uh, Sam Howell, um about Sam Howe officially visiting North Carolina. Um, when you saw that story, you being the pulse of the
1: fan, what, uh, what, what went through your mind? Well, I think I, I kind of summarized it earlier on where it was just pure optimism and really surprised like I said you know the fact that he was taking the official visit just came out of nowhere it's like you said Don you know Inside Carolina has been hinting at for a while that he that you know Sam Howell's actions may be a little bit different than what he was saying but at the same time you kind of have to take recruits at face value and this turned out to be a case of maybe you know watch what they do not what they say and with Howell, he is an absolute must-get recruit, I feel like, especially for this recruiting class, as poor as it has been. If if Carolina can land someone like Sam Howell, it adds instant legitimacy to the, the class. I think he is a, among the best players in the state of North Carolina this year. You know, he could probably make a, a case for being definitely, like, one of the top, you know, four or five guys. And so the... This is just nothing but positive for UNC fans. It's nothing but positive for the UNC recruiting class. We'll see what happens. I think that this weekend, like you just laid out, Don, if he if Hal does come back to, to Chapel Hill again, I think that also speaks volumes there. And that would mean that he would have to be taking an official visit to Florida State after the season. You know they are. They Florida State are playing their hated rival Florida, so that's undoubtedly going to be a really good game. Just in my opinion, I think Howell will try to make it down there by any cha- by any way that he can. But if he doesn't, you know, we'll see. Man, do you think that Carolina's like the odds are are pretty good right now, Don? I mean, they're definitely the highest that I think they could ever have been. But just in your opinion, like, would you think that that yeah, Carolina fans may want to feel? maybe just a little bit of confidence about Howell? Or do you think that there still should be some caution there (coughs) until he actually does make a real decommitment?
0: I guess I'll explain it like this. As we stand today, I feel like the odds are favoring North Carolina that they land Sam Howell. With the caveat that if Fedora's fired or if... You know, you know, some other changes are made, significant changes that actually affect Sam Howe. and I mean significant. I'm talking about you know Heckendorf and and maybe even Coach Cap, um, and maybe even you know uh, Coach Tommy Thigpen is is a coach that I think hasn't gotten a lot of um recognition for this recruitment, but um, people I've spoken to have actually said that Thigpen has been the most instrumental in getting UNC back in it, um. So, I mean that's that's another situation that uh that has to be monitored with, with, you know, his uh retention. Um so anything happens with any of those guys, then I think all bets have to be off until we find out what's gonna happen because and I think that, that anything like that can change things. That's not you know, I'm not trying to advocate just so no one no one um gets confused. I'm not trying to advocate that UNC should keep any or all of these coaches. I'm just saying that if, if either of those guys are let go, um, then um, things can change. And that doesn't necessarily mean that they will also, because I think the driving force with um, Hal's attraction to UNC is the fact that from a young age, he has always wanted to play for UNC. And that's reflected in the fact that when he was a freshman and started to get a little bit of buzz around him, he took a bunch of visits to UNC. And uh, it took until the summer before his junior year, before he landed a scholarship offer. And unfortunately for UNC, I think it was like, um, I don't know, a dozen or so, maybe a little less than that um, schools had already offered. And so they're a little bit behind the, uh, the eight ball um, at that point. But um, I, I think also it's one thing to make a trip to a school once or twice and kind of just deal with the travel. I mean cuz really if you think about it, you know, anybody's been on road trips. The first time you you make that trip, it's kind of exciting and new sites and everything like that. But then when you realize just how difficult it is to get to that to that uh that place and if you're going to ask your parents to do that almost every Saturday in the fall, I mean, you start to kind of realize okay, maybe this is not what's best for me and my family. Especially mm-hmm. if I can go to North Carolina, my parents can easily get there um and watch me play all my home games. So I think, um, and his dad is the offensive coordinator at Sun Valley. I don't know what his plans are after, uh, Sam graduates, but, um, you know, unless I hear otherwise, you got to assume that that he's going to continue to be a high school coach. So, so he has obligations on Friday nights and, and even over the weekend. So, um, any, and and I'm I'm sure his, his top priority is going to be to watch Sam play, but, you know, doing that juggling act is a lot easier juggling act if, um, if he's just driving to Chapel Hill on on you know, Saturday morning, as opposed to uh, uh, Tallahassee, so I I think those factors really play in, and I'm sure you know, he's he's much closer. Um, you know, well, I'm sure he's he has a lot more friends within the, the UNC roster than he does at Florida State, just because he's played against some of these guys, has known some of these guys for a long time. Um, not to say that he doesn't have friends at Florida State. I'm, I'm sure he has he's really close to a lot of commits. He's probably much more closer to Florida State's commits, just because he's been. Um, actively involved with them a lot longer, but um, there's a whole lot more NC guys
1: on UNC's roster than Florida State. I guess on the only thing I would I would I would request is that you not put Sam in your mock class. You know, I mean, <laughs> just just don't do that because that that will be the kiss of death for his chances. That's true. That's true. <laughs> all right, man. Hey, let's take a quick commercial break here, Don, to talk about Jersey Mike's and all that you need to know about Jersey Mike's is heels fifteen. Because that is the code that you can use for online orders to get 15% off of your, of your order from Jersey Mike Subs of Chapel Hill, which include locations in Chapel Hill. There's also the store in Hillsboro and also the new store in Chatham County. That new store in Chatham County is only a 12-minute drive from the heart of Chapel Hill. It's in a great spot for anyone coming to UNC from Larenburg, Pinehurst, Southern Pines, Sanford, or Pittsburgh. So support the Seed podcast and thank our guys, Charlie, Clint, and Griffin at Jersey Mike Subs of Chapel Hill for their continued support of Inside Carolina. So here's how it works. You use that code HEALS15, go to jerseymikes.com slash order, or use the Jersey Mike's app. Click the, the location nearest to you, choose your order, pick your favorite sub, and at checkout, enter heels 15 and you get that 15% off of your whole order. You get to skip the line, head straight to register, grab your food, and then you're on your way. Do today, place an online order at one of the five Chapel Hill, Hillsborough, and Chatham County locations. It's a super easy process. Just remember that code HEALS15. And also, look for Jersey Mike Subs inside of Keenan Stadium. And with the tailgate guys this fall, only one more chance for that, everybody, for the home game against NC State. So, make sure that you take advantage. Support the IC Podcast and get 15% off of your order. It's a win-win. All right, Don. So, we've spent the first third of this podcast, you know, talking about... Sam Howell and for very good reason, but let's talk about two of the other uncommitted uh, prospects that were in Chapel Hill for the game against Western Carolina. Those are Wyatt tunnel. And then also Darius Gooden. Now tunnel is currently committed to Appalachian state. He's a three-star offensive tackle you know Don, I there is a difference when it comes to App and and UNC. So the offer to tunnel if it is committable, one would have to believe that Caroline is looking good in his recruitment. Would you agree with that at this point? Yeah, and
0: um it's definitely it is committable just to just to make sure we're on we're all on the same page and uh, and actually really among um the recruits that UNC has a truly legit shot with. Um, and so that's excluding guys like Darnell Wright, who probably will take an official visit to UNC, but UNC is really, really behind some other schools in that situation. Um, Wyatt Tunnel is probably tops on UNC's wish list, and, and probably UNC probably has the best shot with, you know, as soon as UNC offered, he was immediately wanted to schedule an, a, a visit to, to Chapel Hill to check it out. I mean, he's a guy that, I mean, people look at him as app state commit and they're like, oh, well, you know, he must not be very good. Well, one. App State has a very good football program, and uh, I, you know, John, I'm just going to ask you: If App State, and North Carolina, played this
1: Saturday, who wins? Uh, I think Carolina might win, but it would be very, very close. Um, yeah, well, and, I, and, and and I would honestly not put money on it. Okay, all right, all right. Oh, well, I'll, I'll take that. Anyway, with that said,
0: um, from what I've gathered. Um, you know, I did a lot of research on him right when he was offered. He had offers from uh, S- uh, South Carolina, NC State, and a couple other Power Five schools. And from my understanding, they were all committable at one point. But by the time he was ready to make a verbal commitment in early July, those schools had filled up. And so, um, you yeah, know, and not not to not to I guess diminish App State whatsoever. He's very happy to be committed to App State. So he he has had Power Five offers. This isn't just a kid who took this as his best offer ever. It just he he took his time as recruitment. Um with that said, um, you know, the fact that he wanted to schedule a visit right away, I think speaks volumes. I haven't had an opportunity to speak to him after the visit, but everything that I've gathered from him when I talked to him, we ran a story, I think about a week ago, about, you know, with the offer and everything like that. Uh, so I urge everyone to check that out. If you haven't, it gives you a good background of of his situation, his his thoughts and his feelings and everything. Uh, but everything I've gathered is that uh, the visit went very well, and I'm eager to kind of listen to him. And I hope to, we hope to be posting a story on him if everything holds true with my interview set up with him um, early this this week. And you mentioned uh, Darius Gooden, who is a, a cornerback from uh, northern New Jersey. He's a guy that, uh, kind of an interesting story. He mostly was a wide receiver. And then t- uh, towards the latter part of last season, he played a little bit cornerback and then uh, really started to, I guess, work on playing cornerback this offseason, and then just had a breakout senior season. He actually led the state of New Jersey in interceptions. Mm-hmm. Tall kid, 6'2", long arms. Um, I saw him a little bit at the, uh, the game on Saturday. A good-looking kid. Film looks good. And he's another one who he gets an offer from North Carolina. And he immediately scheduled a trip to go down there. And they basically made a weekend out of it. It wasn't an official, but a lot of the elements of an official were involved in the visit. He's another one who uh, I actually was supposed to talk to him earlier this morning, Sunday morning. Uh, but uh, he wanted to wait until he got home to, uh, so, to talk about his
1: visit. So we'll, have a, we'll hopefully have a story out on him early this, uh, this week. Let me ask you this about Gooden because I was looking at the uh profile that's just here on the inside Carolina confirmed list of recruits that were at the western carolina game. I don't see a star rating by Gooden. is he just one of these guys that they have not got around to rating yet don
0: yeah and and that's just a byproduct of his situation and his situation is is that you know he as a receiver when he was playing receiver as you know a sophomore and as a junior he wasn't a legitimate um fbs recruit and so as such he wasn't evaluated and wasn't ranked um but now that he's uh um you know moved to cornerback and schools are starting to see that that's his position and and obviously talent evaluators will see that too um i expect him to be ranked at some point you know i have no idea when because you know the uh (laughs) <laughs> I don't control that and it and it frustrates me sometimes with how long some guys it takes for some guys to get ranked and and things to get adjusted and
1: then well, some other my, guys my favorite did, line is the uh it's not that a recruit moved down it's that other people around him moved up. Yeah. So well
0: uh, yeah, and and while I can understand that that's frustrating and it just seems like a um you know a a lousy excuse I do my rankings the my top 50 rankings Uh, in in late may and a lot of times you're just like man this kid deserves to be at such and such place but i like all these guys ahead of him so i get that um the thing that frustrates me is when you have a kid who's like a a three-star for like six months and then a particular school might offer him and no i'm not talking about nc state Um, (laughs) i I am not i'm not i've been i've been watching this stuff and I know the people involved really well, and I've been doing this for 15 years. But there are schools out there that have a heavy, heavy influence. Once they offer,
1: boom, that kid is a uh, four star. Gets pumped up. Yeah. yeah. So, well, unfortunately, Carolina doesn't have that clout. Uh, at least. No, at, no, yeah, and it's right actually now. worked in the
0: opposite. And, and you know what? There was one time that it worked to UNC's benefit and that was with Garrett Walston. If you remember, he was a three-star for the longest time than Georgia offers. He commits to Georgia, and boom, all of a sudden, he's better. He's a four-star kid. <laughs> and the reason why that worked out for UNC is that he flipped to North Carolina relatively late in the recruiting cycle. So um, I guess they weren't able to pull that fourth star, and so when he signed at North Carolina, he, um, he was a four-star signee. I'm not taking anything away from Garrett, uh, Yeah. know, um, that's just how recruiting is Yeah, Yeah, and, and and, so, yeah. and I did, to be completely honest, um, I didn't think he was a four-star tight end. Even when he committed to North Carolina, when he committed to Georgia and all that, I think he's a great player. I think he's a solid three-star, probably a high three-star, but not a four-star. But a lot of that was just a product of the fact that he had committed to Georgia, and
1: that's one of the schools that really has a lot of clout. Before we wrap things up, let me talk about our friends at HeelsTravel.com because they are the easiest way to book travel to big UNC away basketball games. Right now, Heels Travel is selling a package to Chicago to see UNC take on Kentucky on December 22nd. That's going to be one of the biggest games of the entire college basketball season, so you do not want to miss it. Visit HeelsTravel.com now or call 336-855-0060 to book your trip. That package includes nonstop airfare from RDU to Chicago, transportation to and from the airport to the hotel, and two-night stay at the Chicago Omni, right where the basketball team is staying. It's going to be a great chance to see your Tar Heels on a huge stage against a great opponent. And also check out an awesome city right around Christmas time. So visit HeelsTravel.com now or call 336-855-0060 to book. All right, Don, let's go ahead and start closing this one out, man, by talking about some potential four-star guys that I am hoping are going to be on campus this Saturday when UNC takes on NC State. This was the game that, if unless if, if I'm mistaken, we both had as the most important game for recruiting when we did our kind of rankings of the games earlier on back in the preseason, Dawn. So, with the game finally here, only a few short days away, do you think that Carolina is going to be able to get some pretty high-profile guys in Chapel Hill for this one? Not as... It's not going to be a bunch of four-stars.
0: Yeah, okay. I'll just say that. but what I will say is that when I was when I was reaching out to sources and everything like that and even recruits and I was asking, okay, are you guys where are you going this weekend? this is this is last week. so it's obviously obviously for this past Saturday. a lot of them say I'm going here this weekend or I'm not going anywhere this weekend, but just to let you know, I'm definitely going to the NC state UNC game in a couple weekends. So it's definitely going to be a big weekend for for um recruits. I'll throw out one four star Mitchell Mays who um has visited North Carolina previously. he's a Twenty twenty offensive lineman who will definitely be in the in the conversation for the top recruit in the state of North Carolina for his class. He, you know, if if you kind of know his background, it's not a surprise that he's going to be in Chapel Hill because a lot of people assume that NC State is uh, the team to beat primarily because, well, I guess two reasons. One, two of his former teammates are freshmen that um, I think all I think both of them have played uh, this season for the Wolfpack, and also. Mays has made a ton of visits to um, NC State, mostly because it's, it's the closest school to his house, but um, that still um, kind of tells you a lot. Uh, but there's yeah. going to be a lot of other guys. I think you'll see some some other – well, you'll see a good chunk of commits there. There is an official visitor. Uh, a Juco defensive lineman is scheduled to officially visit UNC that weekend. We just actually ran a story last week with, uh, with Ray Vahasic, um, a Juco defense lineman from – Ah, uh, DuPage College, College of DuPage, and so if you want to kind of get his background and and what he's thinking heading into this visit and who who are the contenders, um, go back to last week and definitely check out that story that we ran on him. But yeah, I think it's going to be a good group. It's it's going to be nothing compared to this past week, which was which was a dud outside of the, the three guys that we mentioned. Yeah, so so it should be a good weekend. It should be well, obviously it's the last game, but it's going to be it's going to be the last uh, big recruiting
1: thing until uh, the official visits start up. Yeah, and I think it's going to be the best crowd and environment since the night game against Virginia Tech. It should go without saying this is Carolina's one game that they should circle every single year to try to beat NC State. So do you think, Don, that from what you've been telling and what you've been hearing and what you're saying there, that it's going to be much better for the 2020 class, which would be in line with kind of something that that we've been saying on the podcast now for most of this year, that really you're starting to see the kids from the 2020 class and 2021s be a lot of the focus, unless if someone's here on an official visit. Yeah, I think that
0: that's going to hold true, just like it has been for the for really the entire season. You'll get a couple guys here and there. And this is what we warn people of, warn them to say. this. And this has not just happened to UNC. This happened everywhere else, just the way the recruiting cycle has sped up so much. So, yeah, so there'll be a, a large contingent of underclassmen that, that uh, UNC has offered and or is very high on. And there'll be a bunch of, of commits. And then
1: there are, there'll be at least one official visitor. So that's what you're kind of looking at. This weekend, we will see if maybe there are some some surprise names that, that pop up. I think, though, the biggest one is the one that we mentioned in the first part of the podcast on Sam Howell. That's the one that I think Carolina fans can kind of keep their fingers crossed to see if he does make a return trip. Because, you know, being the NC State game, you kind of mentioned it with Mitchell Mays. This is a game that there are going to be a lot of recruits, probably maybe the majority of them, that are interested in both NC State and Carolina. However, if Sam Howell is on campus, he's there strictly for the Tar Heels. So let's see what happens with that one, man. I'm cautiously optimistic. That's about all the best that you really can be at this point in time. So unless if you've got anything else, Don, I think we can go ahead and wrap this one up, man. No, um, I guess the only thing I'll just say is that we, you know, we plan to have on, this is going to obviously be
0: a short week with Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Cause yes. I probably won't talk to you until then. Um, but uh yeah, before we actually get to eating turkey, uh we'll definitely have some um updates from all we hope to have from all the major visitors including Sam Howell, this week. So, um definitely check back at Inside Carolina for that and uh and for other other information that that pertains to uh UNC football and football recruiting.
1: Oh yeah, the recruiting is really about to honestly pick up in a big way once December hits and there's the Absolutely. early signing day. So,
0: Yep, yep. It will pick up tremendously. And then right after that December signing period, which is the middle of the month, it will decline for the holidays. And then boom, once we hit January, I guess like the second week in January, it's gonna pick right back up again as we we try to you know, schools try to close out their their classes. You UNC in particular try to close out their classes.
1: Yeah, I think last year there was like it was January fifteenth or sixteenth, I forget. It was like that second full weekend that they were like 20 some odd guys on campus so yeah it, that is really when the, the recruiting upticks so everyone listening in make sure that you're on inside carolina to get all the latest news you can also follow Don on twitter and social media to get the updates from there but for now we'll go ahead and call this one to a close thanks Don, again for talking to me man uh, no problem i'll talk to you later
0: Thanks for listening to the Inside Carolina Podcast, presented by Jersey Mike's Subs of Chapel Hill. Get 15% off your online order with the promo code HEELS15. Go to jerseymikes.com order now.